0: Captivate pioneered the concept of bringing advanced, professional-grade dynamic content and ad management tools to the serious, independent creator when it released the original audio monetization and integration engine, Amy, for free to all podcasters using Captivate to host, distribute, and measure their podcasts. Version 1 of Amy gave every podcaster, regardless of download figures, or of audience size, the ability to introduce world-class, dynamic content management to their podcasts, and to enhance their shows with content that remains engaging, fresh, and easy to manage. Today, independent podcasters across the world use Amy to directly sell their podcasts to sponsors, to partners and to generate a diverse range of revenue through their own scalable business models. Building on top of Amy version 1, Captivate is today unveiling Amy 2.0, the first major upgrade to the dynamic content and ad engine that brings with it a range of unique developments, including dynamic content slot management, making it easy to manage content slots with multiple pieces of dynamic content within them. The ability to select up to 3 dynamic content pieces to insert into each dynamic slot. Available within Pre-Row, within Mid-Row, and within post roll but also available within the Baked-In Ad Painter. Simple drag-and-drop functionality for quick manipulation of dynamic content placement. And dynamic content insertion has been made even easier by introducing the new timestamp placement tool. You can now set up to three default pre and post-roll content pieces, and we've introduced a brand new content and ad tagging system that makes it really simple to organise, replace and manage all of your dynamic audio content. Plus. We've worked hard on initial background integration with Global's digital ad exchange platform, also known as DAX, representing the first major step towards scalable, automated monetization of Captivate's hosted podcasts. Amy 2.0 continues to integrate directly with Captivate's Dynamic Show Notes Builder to bring automatically updating text to your written podcast content and to continually save busy, independent podcasters valuable time during their production workflow. Amy 2.0 is available right now to all Captivate podcasters for free. 50
1: pounds, fat
2: guy, Uh biker. Uh-huh. so he would crap all over the toilet
1: and oh. use all the toilet paper,
3: and
2: he wouldn't clean up
1: after himself. Uh-huh. And he'd eat all the food in the refrigerator. And so at that point, she was like, "Fine, I'll use I'll use Uber Eats." Well, every time the
2: door rang for the food. He was there. The lady was so frustrated. She was gone in two weeks. She's, She's like, I'm left. not
3: leaving. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah I'm gonna get this guy as like a service or something. This big fat biker guy. And yeah, if you yeah. have the same problem, you just hire this guy. He he does the same thing. He fake moves into your house with the squatter. I like that. Craps on the toilet. <laughs> eats all the food. Yep. Smells. That's good. I'd never pay someone to leave though. Right, hey, guys, you do Like, don't just pay someone. You have to pay them, like, two grand to leave your home.
4: No, just the principle of that. No way. Once you wait for the squatter to leave, they have to leave at some point, right? The second they leave, you break the locks, put your own
2: locks in, then you squat in your own house. Then you stay in there, and then they can't get in. No, but then the cops, she calls the cops and says, look, I have this lease. I have this fake lease. I mean, I an issue, obviously. Jr. in Rochester, you're on Rover's Morning Glory. Good morning, Jr.
4: Rover, what's going on, buddy? Hey, what's up? Uh, I got I got a story, man. I lived in Florida between the year 2000 and 2005. dated a beautiful, beautiful uh, Puerto Rican girl, and uh, after I left uh, and came back to Rochester, uh, I was told through the grapevine that. She uh, was doing the scam. She would put on Craigslist uh, an apartment or a house for rent, and she would find out that the house was for sale. And she would get first month's rent, security deposit, and last month's rent all at one time. They would, her and a friend, they would break into the house, change the locks. You know, she was a beautiful girl, wore a suit and all that, made it look professional, got all the money, and then just basically, like, you know, you know, uh, you know, left, and, you know, the, the person couldn't contact them because she was using burner phones or whatever. She did this, I think, to about 12 people, and uh, she eventually got arrested for it, and I think she spent about two years in jail. And the funny thing is, she was married to a cop, of oh, all really? things. Really? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. She she racked up quite a bit of money by doing this down in Florida.
2: Yeah, so nope. so she wasn't actually squatting. She was the fake landlord, and she was collecting money that way. So, uh, it's a double yep, double-edged yep. sword, double scam that people are here. The squatters, the fake landlords, everyone's out to scam. Yeah, I've got to take a break. We'll be right back. Hang on.
4: Denver's morning Glory. The
3: Guardians take on the Athletics tonight at Progressive Field. First pitch at seven ten on one hundred point seven WMMS.
5: If you think time
1: is passing you by, just look going to do if you try to read a news story? It'll make a few minutes feel like an eternity.
3: We're back with Rover's Morning Glory. Yeah. <laughs> in Pennsylvania, you're on. Hi
6: Wilbur. Good morning. I must tell you that you you are you are helping me get up earlier in the morning. I love you. My my boyfriend my, my boyfriend introduced me to you, and it's helping me get up and get moving earlier in the morning. So Thank you. you, you i well.
2: getting up, getting energy,
5: she's ready to go. I can tell. hi energy. All right, what do
6: you got? Well, I, w- I have a lot to say about your subject, about people renting and people squatting. Yeah. And I didn't really know where to start on the radio with it. So I guess I'll start with where I am now. Right now, I live in a house I own, which is wonderful. I I I, I bought it at an auction for $123,000, but it took me a long time to get here because I went through a five-year divorce.
5: Okay. So I'm going to
6: start out chronologically. I was living in a farmhouse that my parents owned, and I had a baby at 43. And we ran out of water, so we had to move. So because of my lawyers and the divorce and everything like that, I was able to rent a place, but it was owned by a church. And they told me I had to move out. It was a month-to-month lease. It was the nicest home I have ever lived in. It's even nicer than the one I own. (laughs) But I tried my best to move everything out of that house and follow the rules. I, I fell asleep standing up trying to clean the place. And then they wanted to charge me for everything I had to leave there, and I was willing to pay Extra money for extra days to clean it up the right way, but in the meantime, because the, the farmhouse did get water, and I couldn't move back in because there were friends staying there, and my parents let stay there, and there were people that you know, the neighbors kept calling. They were doing all kinds of drugs, and. My parents ended up. The only way they, yes, yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that today. Okay, <laughs> I don't today, do
5: that
6: I'm a little hyper because you answered the phone, honestly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But and, anyways, anyways, my the only way my parents could get them out was by selling the house, and then and that's just crazy, right? They had to sell their property to get well, what the new owners out.
2: Did, what did the new owners do? they are the squatters?
6: This is why it's funny. Why it's radio worthy. The new owner is somebody who got away with shooting somebody who broke into their house. They, they, live, they live out in the country, uh-huh. and there was a kid that kept breaking in, and it was self-defense. And so he's known in the area as somebody that you don't mess around with.
2: He'll shoot and you. So, so those squatters right. knew, They go, Uh oh. This guy just bought the house. He's the guy that shoots people, so they got out of there. Right.
6: So they left. Yes, I they see. got out of there.
2: All right. Well, that's my
6: story for you.
5: I
2: I,
6: I I just I don't know, I I can justify. I can just I, I, don't, I mean I don't think that this lady should murder the person who paid eight thousand dollars to live in her house, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> like Gina said, you're down, do.
2: collecting insurance money, and <laughs> it's a pain in the ass, but it might be the easiest way to do it. I think. Heidi, thank you. Shout out of a cannon, huh? She's like Jeffrey sometimes. Jeffrey, when he comes in, some days he's talking a mile a minute. Yeah, and that's before coffee. Kent, you're on Rovers' morning glory. Then I got to tell you something else. Go on, Kent.
1: Yo, Rover, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Good. Dear. No. Yo. All right. I'm a landlord here myself. I own a couple of rental properties right here in Cleveland. And I had a tenant that was not paying rent and everything. So we were getting ready to evict him and everything, and he was going to move out. Well, all of a sudden, like a couple of weeks later, we did a call. He made copied our lease, rented it out to three people. <laughs> we got a call at 8 o'clock at night. There's a U-Haul in the front yard. They're unloading the furniture into the house, and another family moves, pulls in with their furniture. <laughs> and, and we had to deal with that. The guy never got caught. Me and my brother, every six months or so, we search around to see, you know, people are stupid. He'll put something on Facebook or something, right. and maybe we can catch them. But he never got caught, rented it to three people. We had to let those people stay there for a little bit. Oh, my
4: God.
2: And then
1: they moved out. But what a fiasco, you know? Oh Crazy.
2: man, you know, uh, yeah. and Charlie, uh, Charlie, you want to be a an Airbnb king? You've
5: said, uh, um, yeah. Is this That's the, where
2: the money is. Is any of this? Uh, make you... No, I like what that guy said about the getting the biker. You just let a whole biker gang move in and uh-huh. make it their clubhouse for a, for a week or two. <laughs> yeah, but then what if they don't want to leave? Right. Get, a, yeah. get, the, get the rival biker they got gang their clubhouse. You can't kick us out. Oh, so then if it's the Hells Angels, then you get the Mongols in there or whatever, and you, get, <laughs> you just start a gang war inside your place. There's a uh, woman in Maine, Portland, Maine. She, her name is Rachel Mullen. She took her puppy into the vet and the vet said, listen, um he he, he ate a like a a kebab sh- gonna be hard kebab skewer. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. The puppy ate that, a wooden one like the stick, you know? Yeah. And uh, he ate that, obviously. Oh good for you. She takes her to the twenty four hour emergency vet. They uh, they say okay we'll take him back. Uh, it's late at night. Uh, they call her and they say hey listen he's gonna need emergency surgery, uh, and she says okay go ahead. So the following day the vet clinic says okay here's your bill it's ten thousand dollars. Whoa ten grand. That seems like a lot of money, doesn't it? Yeah. And the vet clinic, on their website, it says that you need to pay half up front, and the rest is due a, upon completion of their services. So she says, well, I don't have $10,000. Yeah, who does? And they go, okay, well, then you need to forfeit your puppy. And uh, what do you mean by forfeit? They they get to keep it and sell it or... Dog just dies. They keep it and I guess sell it or do whatever. Like they she had to give up the dog. She signed a piece of paper. Well, did they already do the surgery? They already did the surgery. Okay. Oh, okay. It's gonna live.
4: Yeah.
2: So she signed a thing. They they call her up, they go, You gotta bring this ten grand and she's like, I don't have ten grand. They go, Okay, then you gotta forfeit the puppy. They sent her a link. Or uh, some sort of document. She signed it. She, she she didn't have the ten grand. So then she gets on GoFundMe. She raises the money for the puppy. Ten grand. 10, uh, ten grand. But that was it. Took all day into the evening to get the ten grand. So she gets the money. She calls the vet back. She got it in a day. She got it. Yeah, she got it. Oh. I don't know if it was all 10 grand, but she got a lot of it. So she calls the vet back, and she says, I have the money. And they go, that puppy's not here anymore. Sorry. Oh. She goes, what do you mean the puppy's not here? "Eh, Not here. Maybe they sold it in a day. I don't know what they actually did with the puppy, to be honest with you. They must have some sort of puppy... I, I don't know, some sort of like a chop shop for puppies or something where they come in, they are sick, they fix them, and then they ship them right out or something. Probably some sort of turnaround like, thing. Like a some sort of weird medical lab or something where they're doing experiments on them or something. Or just other people who want puppies, and they're just I think that's flipping them. Up. That's the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's that's the running through a field full of daisies oh. version of that. I yeah. don't think that's what's going on. You're saying they're like testing makeup and shampoo or whatever. Something, yeah. something, something weird. Yeah, something weird is going on. Or can they use that puppy for organ transplants for someone else? That, that Another dog? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. they spent the money in a day.
3: Yeah, and I they didn't so. keep the dog. I'm sorry, say that they again? didn't keep the dog. In a day?
4: That's that's the vet's problem. That's that's the vet's evil.
2: No, why? Once, she once it, the vet got that document, it was their puppy. They could get rid of it five minutes after that, theoretically. So why'd she sign it? If she thinks she could raise the money, why not stall and go? I'm not signing anything. Just wait and then go and try to raise the money in a day. I don't know. She had do no't sign that. No, you're giving up your dog that easily. Now maybe. When you go there in the very beginning, that might have been what it was. Maybe when you go and you take your pet to the emergency vet, there might be paperwork that you sign right off the bat before they even do the surgery. And it says if you don't pay for this when it's completed, you forfeit ownership of your puppy. That's probably what happened. Yeah, it's probably up front.
4: Right. That makes more sense. But I've had like a, a large vet bill and, and that we couldn't pay and they like they did payments with us. They work with you. Yeah. How much know. was the bill? Like it was thousands, you know. But what was wrong with the pet? I don't remember. We've had like so many pets um that go to the vet. Like, you know, and it's always like a lot of money. Oh, but they can charge whatever. Yeah. You could question it.
2: You don't know what the prices are. So you're just like, Oh, a thousand dollars for a. Check up, okay. And you want them fixed and healthy, so yeah, <laughs> you can do whatever. So what did you do? You had to make payments for how long?
4: Yeah, for like a few, like, few months. Yeah. You, know,
2: you know, you do whatever you could afford per month. Sure. Yeah, that seems like a reasonable approach. But, but... they didn't
4: keep the pet. They, we got the pet back. Yeah.
2: They didn't keep the pet hostage. <laughs> no. And then, then you, you, uh, once you've paid off, you get the pet back. <laughs> uh, so skinny. 866 six, Yell rover 866-967-6837. Six, 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 Vet terrible people, or or are they just playing by the rules? This is what, you know, if you don't pay for their services, what are they supposed to do? What recourse yeah. do they have? I mean, it is a business. I get it. But rover, that day, the very next day the dog is gone, they can't get it back? I think it was the next day, but maybe, I don't know if I have... Do I have a news story about this? Uh, Here here I do, yeah. yeah. I want to see this. I want to see this here. Yeah, Yeah. listen to this. Maybe they'll explain. Oh, my God, this news story is long. Listen to this.
7: 42.2 pounds, big head, beautiful coat. This is Jax, a four month old German shepherd still growing into his ears. They're my favorite part. Rachel Mullen brought him home from a breeder in March. And I fell in love with him. A couple weeks ago, Jax got curious, as puppies sometimes do, and ended up with a wooden skewer in his belly. Mullen says her vet recommended Maine Veterinary Medical Center, a 24-hour emergency clinic, and Jax was admitted on a Thursday night.
6: And the last thing I did was gave him a hug and a
7: kiss and told him to go get better. The next morning, she says, they called to tell her he needed surgery at a cost of more than $10,000. NVMC's website says half is due up front and the rest upon completion of services.
2: Well, hold on a second. What did they tell her in advance that it was going to be ten thousand dollars, and she said go ahead? Or did they do the surgery and then tell her, oh, by the way, it was ten thousand dollars? I think that's a critical piece
4: of information there.
2: It but that's like up front,
4: and she has to do half up front, so she gave them five grand if they did the surgery. Let's see.
2: It
7: states MVMC does not offer any payment plan options, mm. but does accept credit cards, care credit, and personal checks. You can't come up with 10000 unless you have very big pockets in six hours. Mullen says she and her fiancé scrambled all day looking into financing options, but only qualified for a small fraction of the cost. I was given the option to pay or surrender him. Around four thirty, she says MVMC told her Jack's urgently needed surgery. So much so they couldn't wait thirty minutes for her to come in person.
2: Okay, so, so what own- so she didn't actually do the surgery? So no payment. first thing in the morning. So she didn't pay okay. Oh, this is getting a little
7: So she surrendered ownership electronically. I signed the paper so they would help him. Even still, she says she was on the hook for some of that care. Close to three grand after that. Devastated, Mullen didn't give up, instead starting a GoFundMe page. With the help of friends, family, and Jax's breeder, she says she came up with the money before 9 o'clock that night.
6: I called and um, said that I had had the money, and I want to try and get my dog back. He's gone. He's not
7: there. We're not talking about weeks later. No, it was hours, hours later. She doesn't know where Jax is or how he's doing. My kids cry and ask about him every day. When the I-team reached out to MVMC, its director agreed to sit down for an interview. But within hours, that was canceled, and we were referred to the corporate owner, Rare Breed Veterinary Partners. A spokesperson tells us over the phone, quote, When you surrender a pet, it's a legally binding contract. She wouldn't share the company's policies on surrenders, only saying that they do work with shelters and rescues. We were not contacted about this puppy. Patsy Murphy at the Animal Refuge League of Greater Portland calls this case unusual. She says they get calls from vets in these types of situations and often have conversations about what the animal needs and the owner's capacity to care for the pet. It's a frequent conversation because of the financial impact that families are experiencing now with the high
5: cost of vet care.
7: She says their priority is to keep pets and owners together. Have you seen any surrender cases where the owner ends up? Getting the dog again? Like maybe circumstances change or something? Absolutely. We work with families all the time. And again, for us, our focus is intake diversion, reducing the number of animals in care, and really helping people and their pets be happy, healthy, and well. That's my boy. Mullen still isn't giving up. She tells us she's filed a police report and brought her concerns to the state's Board of Veterinary Medicine. What do you ultimately hope comes from this? Um, Awareness about what i feel is very wrong to do to people
2: all right so where is Jax? do you think dear wait they never did the surgery correct but they did i think they did but they so she 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 drops it off there in the middle of the night they call her first thing in the morning says this dog needs emergency surgery it's going to be ten thousand dollars she goes well i don't have ten thousand dollars they call her back at four thirty in the afternoon they go listen this dog's going to croak if you don't get an emergency surgery right away. And she goes, I don't have the money. And they go, uh, okay, well, you're going to have to turn over ownership of the dog if you want us to to do anything. I, now, this, the whole thing is weird. Why would the vet do the surgery? Why would they even want ownership of the dog? Why wouldn't they just say, take the dog back, take it yeah, home, cut into that's... it with a
4: kitchen knife? We're not going to deal with it. Hey, wouldn't they just let it die? I well, don't they have some sort of like a doctor, like an oath? Do vets do the same thing? I don't I think, think so. they
2: need Robert, or uh, Smith, I think they need the money. Yeah, you have to pay the money to get the work done. They're still a business, so they're like, oh, you know, you can't pay ten thousand. We're not going to save your dog. Yeah, I don't think there's like a like a Hippocratic oath for vets. Well, this is a vet oh, I would never God. go to then. Um, Just to let a dog die. So I have a feeling that Jack's. Maybe they did. They probably put Jacks to sleep. They said, no one's going to pay for this surgery. It's $10,000. Just put the animals to sleep. Do you think that's what they did to Jack? I think so. Oh, when they say he's gone, that's what they meant? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's not here. Yeah, he's not here anymore. On this planet. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea. I could see them doing that. That's crazy. Jim, you're on Rovers Morning Glory. Good morning, Jim.
3: Hey there. Good morning. Yeah, I had a dog that had to go to one of those um, medical 24-hour vet things, and uh, I thought they were pretty upfront and honest about the cost and and what the next steps were. So it's kind of ironic that, you know, this person saying all this stuff about, you know, they didn't know the price or things like that.
2: Well, yeah, they did tell her first thing in the morning. They go, hey, the dog needs surgery. We did an exam. We did an X-ray, whatever. It needs, needs the surgery. It's going to be $10,000. And she's like, well, I don't yep. have
3: that. You know? So I never got to that case. My dog, what I thought, needed a tooth to be pulled because he couldn't keep any food down and was vomiting and couldn't keep anything down. So the vet said, hey, you need to take him to this place and you need to do it ASAP. Um, once they got him in, they were like, hey, you, he doesn't look good at all. Uh, granted, the dog was 13 years old, so he was on the older side. And they said, we got to run a bunch of tests do you authorize us to do all these tests? It's going to cost about $1,500. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'll authorize it. Let's go ahead. They called me back, and now it's like 10 o'clock at night. and said, hey, based on some of the test results we got back, we now know he's going to need a three-day stay, and he's going to need this. It's going to be over $3,000. Do we have your permission to at least bill up to $3,000? Once I said, yep, that's fine, they called me back yet again and said, hey, we (laughs) have cancer. Mm. Here it is. And they were like, it would be 5,000, and also his quality of life isn't really going to be good. So at that point, once I found out the quality of life wasn't going to be there post-surgery, that's when I I, I didn't do it. But the only thing I thought was there was no way because it was COVID at that time to even go in or see but or go get the dog tested somewhere else. It's kind of like – they just kept upping and upping. So, yeah. I don't know. This was a place over on, on Brook Park Road in Cleveland.
2: They kind of have you um, by the balls once your, once your animal is in there, you know. I mean, you're you going to, go to that. take yep. it somewhere else. And, uh, I, so, 100%. I don't know what happened to Jack. Well, the vet probably took the the dog, and they uh, sold it because he could get $2,500 for a German shepherd puppy. But... What is the financial incentive if they're and now? Obviously, the cost of their surgery isn't ten thousand dollars. They're making a profit, but let's just say the cost is five thousand dollars. You sell for twenty five hundred. Yeah. The, why would they? Why would they even go through that hassle? No, you'd be in the whole twenty five hundred then. No. So they're gonna do the surgery, then sell the dog post op for twenty five hundred. That doesn't seem to make sense. It's easier just to put it down. It's Michelle. Yeah, yeah. You're on Rovers. Yeah. Morning, Glory. Good morning, Michelle.
7: Hi. Good morning. Um, Hi. My sister's a, a small dog, a small animal vet. I have my vet tech license, and normally, like, smaller places will work with you on fees and stuff, but if you go to an emergency vet and you're at, they double their prices as it is, and then if they say that your animal needs a severe surgery right away and you say, okay, I'm going to sign it over, you sign it over, if the animal's that severe, they will not waste their time or money on that surgery. They will just euthanize the animal.
2: So you think that's what happened to Jax?
7: Most likely. Most
6: likely.
2: Jeez. I, I, well, I I guess maybe that's why they canceled the interview with the news too. Like the news was like uh, they were gonna sit down with the vet, and the vet goes, "Not oh, forget about it. Cancel that." Would you spend ten grand on your cat Ooh, theater? That's that's, t- that's tough. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Man. But they take credit cards. I would. I think I just would throw a credit card down. Oh wow! And and like you can pay that off. So I won't be able to produce ten thousand on the spot, but if I can pay it off, mm-hmm. if it's not make payments, do credit card payments. I think yes, Rover. Wow. you would? you pay ten grand for one of your animals? Yeah.
1: Ten grand. Yeah, I mean you have to.
2: They're part of your family.
5: That is a lot of. Money. That's a lot of money. Yes. Yeah.
2: Charlie, would you pay ten thousand dollars? No for question. No, immediately. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember my when my dog had steak and he was just acting weird. I just signed every piece of paper they had. They're like, well, we don't know what's wrong with him, and I was like, whatever. and they know this. This is like kind of a racket
4: for. Him. Yeah. You know oh, I'm I mean? just like, gonna
2: sign whatever. Luckily, I do have um, pet insurance, which is which is helpful. So, I, I recommend that. Now, what if it was twenty five thousand dollars? Pay it. I'd start working there. Fifty thousand dollars. Yes, with my dog. I would you start. I would literally start working there and start cleaning out stalls if I had to. Fifty thousand oh, dollars. How could you put a price on a dog? Well, You're, you are at your some cat. Point, I know. But What's your price limit time. on your cat? Well, I, I think it depends. Partly on your own personal finances. So, well, what's your price limit on your cat? I don't know, but $50,000, I don't think I'm, I'm paying. I, I You'd be in debt forever, Charlie. $50,000? How could you ever pay that off? You wouldn't. You'd just keep working at the vet place. Forever, so you're 80. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, dear, you have a cat, Where where's the limit? Well, I said I'd do 10, but you're saying 50? That's like a school loan. You know how long it takes for a college <laughs> loan to be paid off? People
4: spend their the whole life doing Joe Biden that. will wipe
2: that out. I don't have to worry.
5: He'll wipe out all the vet bills.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Six, would you pay $50,000 for one of your animals? That's a lot of money. They're kind of uh, on the older side now. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean.
2: Oh, yeah. If he's like 13 years old.
4: <laughs> no. Well, like my dog's two right Yeah. Or
2: no, he's no, only one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, size. I'm going to be around for a while. That is something else. Fifty grand, Charlie would pay. Do you think he just says that, but then when they actually say, hey, it's time to pay up the fifty grand." by the way, we don't need you working here. We need your money. We want fifty grand. Yeah, when Nicky sees the bill in his hands. I know. Hands. I just pushed it off. Who cares? I go bankrupt. Who cares? What does it matter? What if they said, well, we're going to hold on to your dog until you pay off the $50,000? Okay. And then no, no steal it I don't know how would I how would I get the? I mean I don't know if I if you throw out a number like that I will, I don't have that amount of money so I'll just be like yeah sure I'll make payments for the next 40 years or whatever I'll say that I'll try but you know, a lot of money what are you going to do I don't have $50,000 to just hand them I think at that point you go eh sorry no, a empathy animal. for animals no, no, I have a lot of. No, it doesn't sound right. like it. What's your price when not your cat? Yeah. Probably, it'd probably be about the ten thousand dollar range. Twelve thousand they say, you're just gonna go get rid of it. That's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it really is. I you wouldn't you would you'd pay twelve for your cat. Here's the thing. It's you pay in, in all of these, you pay the money, and they always go, well, we're not sure if it's actually even going to work. Who knows? Well, of course. It's not so, a for sure. thing. It's your right, doctor. So you're going to pay $50,000, and maybe it doesn't even work? Yeah, you, you know. The dog dies in the middle of the surgery, and you still have to pay that $50,000? What are they going to do if I don't pay them? Take your car. Take your house. I don't know. Come get do. it. <laughs> I'll start squatting my own house. What are you going to do? If he dies, it's I'm not like, gonna pay a cent. Anything over ten grand, I think, is and that's even that is it's a lot of money. I've got to take a break. 866 Yo Rover. We'll be right back. Hang on. This morning glory.
4: The Guardians take on
3: the Athletics tonight at Progressive Field. First pitch at seven ten on one hundred point seven WMMS. Rover's Morning Glory is on your smart
4: device. Tell it to play 100.7 WMMS on iHeartRadio. We aren't saying his voice has to be registered as a
5: deadly weapon, but he has been known to kill the competition. We're back to Rover's Morning Glory.
2: Someone says Charlie just went on a rant about insurance companies and how bad they sucked two days ago. Now he's recommending everyone buy pet insurance. So the pet insurance actually pays, and it works great. They never question anything.
3: Nope. If stuff
1: comes
2: up, and so far they've paid every time. That's that's the problem with insurance companies is they're weaseling. If the insurance company does the thing it says it's going to do, you pay them per month, and then when you
1: need them and they pay for it, it's great. That's exactly what it's there for. So.
2: Yeah, I'm very aware of what I said. What do you pay for your pet insurance? Uh, My girlfriend pays for it. I don't know. It's not much.
1: I think it's just added on to her uh, insurance somehow. It's it's
2: really not that much. I think we've used it it twice and it's worked great. 50 bucks a month? I think it's less than that. I don't remember. Um, Here's somebody who says, I've always wanted to punch Charlie in the face. But I agree with him. Uh, Fifty thousand dollars paying for the dog makes me want to punch him slightly less. Fifty thousand. Do you believe Charlie would actually do that, or is he just saying that? Why would I lie? Why ask Dieter you if I'm hard? That now, but no. But why ask Peter if I'm, I'm asking Dieter if he thinks he Charlie would see, actually go through? Peter, do you think Robert is lying about not spending twelve thousand dollars on his cat? <laughs> You see the bill? It actually says fifty thousand dollars. Sign it. Who cares? You that fine. number? No, that hits you. You go. Hold 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 on. Before you do anything, let me think about this. Let me call some people. How my how long is this going to take to pay off? Oh, set up a payment plan.
4: I mean, that's more than your truck. The oh really? Yeah. Way
2: more than the truck. Yeah. Talk about how
4: long it's going to take to pay your truck off, and I'll double it.
2: It's five years? Ten years? Uh, At least. The, if, years, if your next-door neighbor were sick, Charlie, would you pay $50,000 for them to have an operation? No, what are you talking about? What's my neighbor have to do with me? <laughs> yeah. Why the neighbor? <laughs> no, I just, because that's a human being. So you wouldn't help your next-door neighbor, a human, survive. It's not mine. But your dog, you would pay $50,000. My neighbor has, like, a job. He could pay for his own surgeries. do you say he didn't? Okay. Well, Bye. I don't want to about. Wow, people! I mean, that's that's incredible. So forget about a human being; they suck. But I'll pay fifty thousand dollars to save what, a dog. You said you'd pay. You, ten, wouldn't, you wouldn't pay fifty thousand dollars to save a human. Interesting concept. You said you'd pay ten thousand dollars for your cat, correct? Uh, yeah. There's a guy that I know that needs five thousand right now that you won't pay for. That's a human being. It's debatable. <laughs>
5: uh-huh.
2: Anonymous. You're on Rover's Good <laughs> yeah. morning, morning, yeah. morning, Anonymous.
8: Yo, good morning, Rover. Yo. Peter, yo. Yo. Hey, I got a story for you. It's when you guys are talking about the prices of these animals. Um, last year, my wife talked me into getting a kitten, and I'm not a cat person. And, uh,. The thing was like two months old, and it broke its back leg jumping around. And uh, I started calling around, you know, how much is this going to cost to get this uh, cat's legs fixed? And all four or five places all said the same thing. Minimum $2,000 cash down, and it's probably going to be like three to $4,000. Wow. I didn't have that kind of money, and I'm like, man, what am I going to do? So I felt bad. I didn't want the cat to suffer, so I put him in a box. I took him down to the Humane Society, and I said, hey, I found this cat on the side of the road. I think somebody hit it with a car. And they said, okay, we'll take it, and we'll take care of it, and we'll find a a sponsor that will pay for it. So I waited like two, three days, me and my wife, and I went down, and I said, hey, how's that kitten making out that I brought in? They're like, oh, he's going to make it, he's going to make it, you know, we'll find someone to adopt him. And I said, well, you know, I found the cat, maybe I should adopt it. How much would it be to adopt this kitten? All said and done, they said, well, you'll get the cat back neutered, the leg fixed, and everything I think it was like sixty dollars. I ended up adopting
4: my own cat <laughs> for sixty dollars. Sixty bucks? And who paid I, for the surgery and
2: everything? Some sponsor? Yeah, like I said, they probably yes, yeah. or not tax, but uh, you know, don- donations and stuff. Whatever is going to find yeah, the animal shelter.
8: I felt horrible for doing it. I felt guilty, but I had to save the cat. You know, I had to save the cat's life, and. The, the cat is a year old now, and he turned into a complete demon. I hated the cat when we first got it. My wife loved him. Now he attacks my wife, hates my <laughs> wife, and he, he, he's attached to me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, but, that's a genius move there. Dude. you got to think about that. Now, you're taking a risk, I suppose. <laughs> you got to make sure it's a no-kill shelter, and how do you know they're not going to adopt it out to someone else? What a great scam. But that is that is a a good scammer, Charlie. What if so you would pay the fifty thousand dollars? Someone wants to know the dog dies a month later because of you know complications from the surgery or whatever. You're still on the hook for that $50,000. So, no, no, I'm not. Yeah, you are. To who? To who? <laughs> this is, I don't think he'd actually do this. I think he's saying he would do this. Who would this, I pay? The vet. And if I don't, what are they going to do? Bring my dog back to life and kill it again? No. No, they not, place a lien on your home.
3: So what? On your moving? home.
2: I'm not moving. That's all right. They garnish your way. That's okay. Yeah, they garnish your wages. <laughs> <laughs> Try yeah, okay. right. threaten that. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh...
5: Um. Let's see here.
2: There's a couple of people that have been. Let me see if I can find these videos. They're from earlier in the week. There's some people. <laughs> Theater. We've one of them we recognize here. There is a woman who. Where did this go? There's a woman who protests. She's a vegan and she protests restaurants, meat places. We you she 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 I believe is the same one who went into Louis Vuitton uh and started she was covered in like pig blood or something oh, like that. Yeah. Or whatever. And was like, oh, they they make Look what they do, they're leather, they they mistreat all these animals, they kill these animals, and they're in the middle of a Louis Vuitton store. Right, I love these people. All these rich people are are in there, and let me see if I can find this video. Give me one second. Here, here she is. Tash Peterson is her name. She's up to her antics again. She stormed into a uh, restaurant covered in pig's blood I think this is like a barbecue place or something and here's what she does
5: to see the truth. See what happens in Australia to the most innocent beings on this planet. Listen to their screams. Six-month-old pigs inside carbon dioxide jack chambers breathing their lives, burning from the inside out. These animals want to live just like us. you have the right to know the truth, watch the minute on YouTube and see the truth. Animals now this this, like this,
2: this 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 woman back. irritates me. Nobody's leaving. Nobody's leaving the table. table. Yeah.
5: Do not touch me. Do
2: not touch me. She says, like she's like, I can come in here and yell and scream in your establishment, but do not touch me. Why don't you throw her out? Yeah. yeah. Listen, here's what I think you should do. Uh, a customer got up you started screaming. I like how she, she's all for the law. You can't assault me, but I can come into your business and do this nonsense. I I think I'm going to show you another one here. Wow. I love nobody cares. People still continue to eat their burger. Nobody left the restaurant. They're laughing. Yeah, they're, everybody's laughing. They're filming her thinking it's a joke. There's another, There's a, here's a woman, another protester. This is at the French Open earlier in the week, the tennis tournament. And she, if you see here, she's. if you're watching RMG TV, you can see her. She actually stands up on the, she's like a few rows back. She stands up, she leaps over right onto the court here at the, French Open. She runs out to the net. She then stands at the net and then kneels down with her. Eventually, they they cart her off. Let me see if they have a different angle. I guess they don't, but she had a chain tied around her neck, which she then locked to the net. What the hell? Oh, this ball boy right here is just staring at it. No, he's not. He he knows better. He goes, I'm not getting involved. She was, uh, let's see, she's protesting climate change, I believe. She says we only have one year left until it's too late. And so she interrupted. They had to clear the court. They had to do all this stuff. I don't know how long it actually took. They had to close this thing down, but... I really think that, now this may sound drastic, but I really think if someone comes into your private business, like that woman with the pig blood, I mean, she's 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 causing a disturbance. Right. And then if you try to touch it, don't assault, you're assaulting me. Oh, now you care about the law, honey? I really think if someone comes into your private, you should just punch them right in the face. You should be allowed to punch them right in the face. I'm all for protest. You can protest all you want. Uh, you can Outside. protest out on the street. You can protest in public. You can protest wherever. But if you come into my business that I own, just I should be able to just punch you right in the face. I agree. They're on your property. Yes. You're serving all the customers yes. In there. Yes. I mean, why should that? That's. That shouldn't be allowed, and, and I'm sure it isn't. You have to call the cops and get her kicked out or whatever, but at, at that point, she's already caused a huge disturbance. This kind of nonsense would stop. She's doing this only because she likes the attention. I mean, maybe it started out that she's an animal rights activist or whatever, but I think she's really more... Oh, it's all about the attention. Yeah, I think she's really more into the attention she gets online with these antics. She's, she's like like a celebrity. To her, she's a celebrity... The celebrity protester for animals. Yes. Right, right. The, and just all life. of that would stop if every time she went into someplace, like that big fat biker guy, if he would just blast her right in the face. few oh, he, days of protesting out like that would be, you know, maybe she'd go, well, that guy did, you know, maybe that was. No, she does it again. Next time she goes out, bam, right in the face. She's done protesting like that. She might take to the streets holding a sign or whatever. That's fine. You can do that. But going into a private business, I don't like that. She doesn't have to cover herself in pig's blood. She'll have her own blood covered all over <laughs> herself if somebody hits her. Yeah. However, my question is, yeah. does this change one person's mind? One person in a restaurant, so they go, you know what, let's leave, let's not eat meat today, or somebody watching, does that change anybody? No. 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 Then what I'll the hell you, you want? And it's the same thing with politics that all these people are yelling and screaming at the other side, oh, let's own the libtards, and oh, let's, you know, whatever, I don't know, whatever the other side is screaming. And they're they're talking about how stupid you are, and you got the worst president, and you're a loser for believing this. Well, that doesn't invite anyone to go, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I am a loser, and I am totally stupid. I'm going to go to your side. And the same thing with these animal protests. If she wanted to stand outside the business and, as people are leaving, have a legitimate civil conversation with people. Like, kind have of a moment of your time. Right. Kind of show you, like, some pictures
0: you exactly. leaving,
2: something like that. You might yeah. And say, hey, listen, I know you don't want to hear this, but, you know, just you don't have to think, say anything right now, but... Let me give you this you you know you think about it today or the next time you go to a restaurant you're eating meat or whatever that might change people's minds. the same thing with politics. hey, listen, you know um I understand you think uh you know this this this, and this, but uh and maybe you're right. let me give you an alternative thing for you to to mull over an alternative point of view. People are much more receptive to that, right? Yes. Yes. So this lady isn't doing it because it's effective. She's doing it for her own personal gain. Also, where did she get the pig's blood? She cares so much about animals. Why does she? Did somebody kill the pig? Or is it even real blood? Maybe it's just like, who knows? Uh, last time I think she covered herself in her own period blood. If I remember Oh, that's the girl. Personally. Yeah. Oh. Huh. She's nasty. Wasn't that in the Louis Vuitton store? Didn't she cover herself in her own period blood, I thought? Somebody did. Yeah. Did she? Just blast her right in the face. Stop this nonsense. And <laughs> Randy, you're on Rover's Morning Glory. Good morning, Randy.
4: Hey, Rover, just a quick question. What's the difference between the situation where a bouncer kick somebody out of a club because they're causing a disturbance and they are moved out forcefully versus the restaurant owner forcefully moving this person out of the restaurant
3: because they're causing a disturbance to the customers. I I don't see a difference in that. That's a good point.
2: I don't see a difference either. And uh, if I had a business and someone came in here with that kind of nonsense, I would immediately turn to my wife and say, Physically remove her, please. You handle this, honey. Yeah, you're not doing it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I might pull a marshal or something, you know? Uh, but, uh, no, I, I, I don't see a difference. I mean, in bars all the time, people are either picking people up, throwing them out, opening put the door with their head. Right. Put them in chokeholds, take them out. How is that any different? I think you can do that. You can go hands on with that person. I agree with you. I think you can. You ask the woman to leave. She doesn't leave, and then you physically remove her. And some of those sounds—it just sounds like a cow mooing. It was just like moo. You know, he, he knows it's going to die. Well, I, they're a pig sounds. Yeah. Some of those were moos, though. Oh. Wow. After a while, I'm like, that just sounds like a normal cow. Here's another protester. I like this one. This wacko, this is in, I think this is in Los Angeles. Or oh right. not it. Uh, yeah, okay, so she's in Los Angeles. I guess President Biden was in Los Angeles, and she is an abortion rights activist, and she doesn't like that the Supreme Court may overturn Roe v. Wade. So as the president's motorcade, you know, they make a big deal about this. Uh, sometimes people will stand out. They want to see the president's car go by. You know, it's a... I've seen the president's motorcade uh, go by here once, and they shut down. It was on the freeway. Every exit and every on ramp is shut down. Uh, it's a whole, it's a whole production. Um, so this woman, sh- sees pres- she's down there to yell at the motorcade, but she <laughs> she goes out into the middle of the street and tries to walk into the motorcade as the cars go by.
5: Look at oh, yeah. hey, bye.
2: She has a bullhorn. And then Secret Service just comes over and just blasts her to the ground. I love it. Get off of me, she says. Oh, if he slaps her? Yeah. And now some other woman wants to come with her skateboard and, like, try to... First of all, these cops are being so nice, like... Yeah, that's police, not Secret Service, though. No, no, that's Secret Service. Why did they say police on his back? He is. Secret Service has all those. uh, They are police. It's
5: like the guy can't handle her. I know. And nobody's it's helping. It's somewhat
2: embarrassing that this guy is. He goes, hey, can you help me, bro? Yeah.
5: <laughs>
2: Get off me, she says. Honey, you're out in the middle of a presidential motorcade. What do you expect is going to happen? Like. I just don't get this. I don't understand what people think they're accomplishing with this kind of ridiculous nonsense. And by the way, she's going to face charges now for assault and battery on a federal police officer and all sorts of stuff. I saw people were saying this is this is overreach here. No, it's not. You Are run you up kidding to a motorcade. Me? You don't know what it's the motorcade. This is no the one. president of the United States. You don't run up to the motorcade. It's you the don't car. run up to that car. You could run up to a lot of different cars, but you do not run up to the. The presidential motorcade. And by the way, even if it weren't the presidential motorcade, if it was a parade, I would say the police could still go and, and you know, try, try to, to block, block the parade Latin for that. But um, if you walk up to the presidential motorcade, it's number one thing, just stay away from it. You see Secret Service, you just start acting at cool, right? Yeah. Well, unless you're trying to cause a big scene and get internet famous like that woman was. Well, yep. Everyone's going to see that. I'm sure Biden was driving by, and he goes, oh, hold on. She's, oh, let me. Let me me put my ice cream cone down (laughs) and see what she's actually saying. Yeah, let me. Hey, will you wipe my butt while I listen (laughs) to her? (laughs) Yeah. People are so dumb. I don't get this. Uh, I've got to. I've got to take a break. We'll be right back on Rover's Morning Glory. Hang
5: on.
3: Rover's Morning Glory. The Guardians take on the Athletics tonight at Progressive. In your first pitch at seven ten on one hundred point seven WMMS.
4: Your smart device with Rover's Morning Glory. Tell it to play one hundred point seven WMMS on iHeartRadio. The only morning show more awkward than when your barber brushes his junk up against your arm. Hey, yup, yeah. come on, man. It's Rovers Morning Glory.
2: the history of the show has been brought up about whether you wipe sitting or standing. Do the men on the show sit or stand to pee? And also, Charlie not washing his feet or his legs when he takes a shower? Well, during a debate at a family gathering about the wiping question, another question was posed. I was shocked by the answers. So I must ask the show. And let's start with Jeffrey. Jeffrey, come on in, uh, in, into the far parts. He says, "Do you use a rag, a washcloth, or a loofah to bathe yourself, or do you just use the bar of soap in your hand?"
4: I use a loofah on a like that.
2: Big,
3: like,
4: yeah, because it absorbs the soap better and holds it while I'm white. You know, while I'm washing. I've like, <laughs> always okay. used a loofah. What color is it? Green color, pink, orange, blue, don't don't matter to me. Mom brown.
2: helps me get my body clean. That's all I
4: care Does about. It start white and turns brown.
2: No, it never. It doesn't. No, it doesn't turn brown. But they come in various. come in various colors. Now, what do you do, Peter? I just use a bar of soap in my hands. Yeah. Because that thing a will bar get, of soap. Yeah. Classic. 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 Like Whoa. Irish Spring or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Think about where you're putting that. You're putting that oh, here. Yeah, it's gross. Oh, you're putting it in every crevice you have, and then, I think, you, and then I think you, they, the next time you do it, you're putting it on your face or whatever. So yeah, I use um a. It's like I don't know if it's a loofah, because I think a loofah is an actual like animal or something, or you know like a, sponge. It's a sea creature of some sort. Yeah. So um, I use a a puff. A puff a is it? Okay, yeah. And it is. It's got to be gross. But I don't use it on my face. No, I I, I use it, it just on my body. Thing. Yeah, I, and honestly. I don't remember when I started. I used to use Dieter's method. Bar of soap, I feel too squeaky. Squeaky? Squeaky clean. Why did you... I don't know. Squeaky clean? Squeaky yeah. clean? It dries out or something. I don't know. I like the sour gel or whatever. Now... The liquid. You like body wash? Yeah, I like that. It's a while, but... No. Bar of soap wasn't bad when I used to use a bar of soap. It really wasn't bad. And would just uh, take the bar of soap and just... Yeah, basically... You, you're, you're not, not getting exfoliated though. You're not getting. zero exfoliation. I might have started using the puff, as Charlie calls it. Maybe,
4: maybe with my.
2: Maybe my wife got me one. I don't know. I I actually don't remember the first time. I think it was before that. I don't remember when I started. I might have just been like at a Target or something and go, maybe I could use that. I don't remember how I started, but then I started using that. And that does gross me out to some extent because does it go right to the right to the back door the <laughs> ass crack? Oh, of course. No, I don't. I don't use it in my ass crack. No, I don't. I how do you wash your ass crack? Uh, I just uh, ba- I'll, I'll just use my straight up hands to wash my ass that's crack with soap. Disgusting. And then I wash my hands after
4: that. Okay. Because I And thing. then I
2: use the sprayer to spray between my. Ass crack. Like I, I put one leg up. I have a little, like a bench in the shower. Put one leg up. So I'm spreading, and then I, I power, power wash your ass. ass. Yeah. Mhm. But you you can't put that. You put that thing in your. I you, think you like, put the I, puff in your ass? Of course a hundred percent. See I don't <laughs> how dirty that gets just <laughs> after a couple of years. Think about your hand. I'm I, you walk or I I leave mine in the shower. You walk around with your hand all day. Yeah, I couldn't no, your hand washes. It. I get I get yeah. you get if 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 you were to uh get your hands dirty, don't you just just wash them? I'm already in the yeah, shower I have, wash my hands mm. after. You got turds on your hand. I don't have turds on my hand. <laughs> my my hands are turd free. The only area where turds are is in, in my butt. That's right, keep. That that's right, keep poop. Flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's so you then spread all over your oh, body. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, wait. So you watch Do you do you ever touch your body with your hand? No, never You never after, touch you've never your body I with watched, your hand. Not after. Not until I wash my hand. What do you use to If crank? I'm going to touch something disgusting, I'm then going to wash my hands before I touch anything else. What do you, you use else? to crank? What do you use to crank off with? My hand. <laughs> What are you saying? You got turd dog. Your your oh. puff you're <laughs> hanging that up and you are then uh This is pig like this is pig like behavior you're covered in floppy. Oh no you're taking your you're taking oh. your puff, you're wiping your ash crack, and then you're washing your dog... Uh, then you hang this thing up. All that bacteria just grows. It festers mm-hmm. in there. I have one of these puffs. I use it on my body, and it still it still grosses me out. I would not put that in my ashtray because that's just going to be e. It's going to be an E. Coli. Have you ever kind. eaten ribs or chicken wings? Uh huh. What do you use? See, I don't grab mine with my loofah. I grab I grab them with my hands, and my hands don't have poop on them uh-huh. at any point in my life. So you, your, have, your, you're hand, with your hand, hand has never had poop on it, not daily You've like had you. Never poop
5: on your oh, hand.
2: Disgusting. How do you wipe your butt? Oh, with a, I use a piece of of paper in between. That's very close to your butt, but yeah. not touching. I'm so not just
8: you, like Rover, just raw dogging your own butt. Oh,
2: it's disgusting. Oh, oh I can't even think of. No, this is actually more clean. Oh, yeah. You, oh, I love yeah, rubbing my body does. parts on, on my bottle. Bacterial, bacterial oh. colony, <coughs> E. coli, <laughs> petri you did. Name, Oh, it's just... You walk around with Petri dish fingers. Oh. It's funny, because when we did Petri dishes and we let them grow, <laughs> who had the worst Petri <laughs> oh, dish? Yeah. Charlie. Charlie. You, you want to know why? Oh. Because he has, he has a, that puff with all of his... Ass. Who brought the petri dishes Bacteria in? Bacteria on there. And then he wipes his entire body down, just spreading fecal flakes oh. all over his entire body. Eating with poop fingers? Uh, disgusting. But who brought those petri dishes in? Well, they were sealed. But who who brought them in? I brought them in. Oh, so you kind of knew beforehand? Oh, interesting. All right. You knew we were going to do that? Because nobody else knew, except one person did. And then, oh. uh, but they're all sealed. Yeah, but you knew to wash beforehand. Oh kind of a normal person. I, mean, I, I always wash. What I mean, I don't know about you. How often you're showering or whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I love <laughs> he uses fingers. that puff, his his poop puff all over, oh. except on his feet and his legs. Doesn't wash those. Those oh. cleaners.
5: Those things. just the runoff. I'll well, put well, my foot up against your turd hands any day of the week.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Um.
5: Just hideous.
2: This guy says, I was absolutely stunned by how many people at this gathering said they don't use a rag or anything to actually scrub their bodies. 866 Yo rover 866-967-6837. You don't, Peter. You don't, don't use anything. No washcloth, nothing. no matter of the time, I try it, but I'm like, this is just pointless. Can i have to wash this thing. How many uses do you get out of it? One use? Yeah, one. I'm going through it. Yeah, they're constantly, this is way more laundry. It's so quick for me. It's just a bar of soap. They don't get scrubbed the, the washcloth scrubs I, I don't I don't I guess I don't need to scrub my hands <laughs> do a good enough job in the bar of soap that's <laughs> all I need I'm not right. taking the bar of soap and I'm not placing that like between the butt cheeks that you're doing with this damn uh, loofah. but even if you did you could place a bar of soap between your butt cheeks and then you just rinse off the bar of soap yeah. the bar of soap is a bar of soap that's what you're cleaning things with True. right but I just use my hands. Now, again, I wash my hands after. Uh-huh. But I'm not reusing this. It's so disgusting. Like you're saying, there's poop all over this thing, and then you're reusing it the next time. It's just going all over
3: your body. Yes, it was aggressive.
2: Now, why is Charlie picking on me uh, for supposed poop hands? But you're doing exactly the same thing, Peter. Like most what? people do. I mean, that's <laughs> that's part actually taking this loofah, putting it between your ass crack, and then the next time you're actually using it on your shoulders, all over your You'd body. You have to use a, a new loofah every single day. Right? will right? not to be expensive? I need
4: a new washcloth every day. But you can yeah, wash those in the wash and dryer. Yeah, right? yeah. Actually, that's correct, of course. Lufa, can you wash that? No, this, this things are disgusting. No. So it's then you, so, okay, so Snitch, tell us your procedure. Washcloth. Wash.
2: Okay. Well, face
4: is different. It's a face wash. That's with my hands. Okay. And then the rest of the body is a uh, washcloth. <coughs> with a washcloth. Yeah. You save your ass crack for last? It's the last thing I do, yeah. Last
2: thing you do. And then... You throw that fecal flaked uh, washcloth in with all of the rest of your laundry. With the towels, yeah, uh-huh. which go on the sanitized setting, yeah. I see. Okay. What's that?
4: What's the sanitized setting? Hot, hot, hot water. water. Hot.
2: I don't see any issue with the way that Dieter does it, because I did that for probably the first, I don't know, again, like I said, at least first 25 years of my life. I would use, it was, I don't know if you were using I was actually, Irish Spring was the soap, they had, the blue kind or the green kind. I don't remember which is which, but uh, just a, a bar of soap and just, it's what I would do
1: Gets
2: get you clean enough. It's very easy. Now, I would say that these puffs, these loofahs, whatever you want to call them, like mine's been hanging up there, like I use it every day, they start expanding and like unraveling to some extent. And,. I think I probably should replace it more often than I do. I really it, it does kind of gross me out. Dave, you're on Rover's Morning Glory. Good morning, Dave.
3: Rover Steele Watt. what's happening, dude? Yo. Hey, so you guys are all worried about poop getting all over you, being on those loofas and the puffs, but I'm going to tell you, poop yeah. is the, the last thing you need to be concerned about. Um. I, I used to use a puff, get in the shower one day, and get ready to use my puff, and there's this little black dot in the middle of the puff. I uh-huh. said, so, well, that's weird. So I opened it up, and my life flashed before my eyes. Uh, a giant spider and all of its babies were inside that puff. Oh. Mm-hmm. So imagine the terror mid-shower. Having a bunch of baby spiders crawl out of your pup as you're about to rub it all over your body. Yeah, what if you
4: place yeah. that somewhere where there's a crack, an right. opening, yes, yes. Uh-huh. and those eggs go in there? I know, right? <laughs> oh,
2: Brian. Uh, Yeah, but that's got to be. I mean, that's. I I take usually at least one shower a day, if not two. Those spiders wouldn't have a lot of time to get in there and I think that would be the last place they would want to have mm-hmm. little spider babies. They'll go anywhere. I used to have one of those flashlights, you know, the sex the sex toys. Yeah, fake
4: fake yes. bags, people don't know. And I used to, you know, when I was done with that I just hang it over the like the shower
2: Handle to let it dry out. <laughs> then I would put it under my sink. You were single at this point. i was going to say. my wife went to go the to the shop and take it over the handle. But what the hell is this
4: rubber sleeve doing here? Yeah, I, I, was, I was I was at my apartment living by myself, <laughs> single, and I used to put it under my sink when I was when it would dry out. And the next time I took
2: it out and I was about to use it, and I look right crawling from the opening with a stink bug, oh, oh, I was actually no. living down there. If I, didn't, if I didn't look and I started to. You stuck to it, what would have happened? <laughs> and that was the very last time I used it. Oh. I go, Oh, I don't know what the hell's growing in this thing. I said I had to throw it out. Try I've tried the flashlight. It is a uh, you know, it's 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 okay. The maintenance involved. Like I, I Well just, no. I, I just it's not worth it to me. The cleanup, I think Charlie would put his in in the dishwasher. I would just take the, the, the lips and put it over the actual faucet. You know, turn the water on, and yeah, it, yeah. It, it's right around right. The, the faucet right. nozzle, and just wash it completely out. But I, right I remember even they, they would tell you, like, you also, they want you to put some sort of powder or no. something on it. No, I'm serious. It's like, you're supposed to, like, otherwise that silicone gets gooey. And that's yeah. essentially what ended up happening to mine. I put it under a sink wash washout, put it under a sink, and that silicone, it turned into, like, like almost beady, where like the rubber starts to kind of come off into like little beads. No, it was sticky. It's like the stuff that's on, like a on the piece of paper when you get a new credit card and you take the credit card off and it has that sticky goop on the back that you can roll into a ball. That's what that's what the silicone was turning into, I think. That might have yeah. been your own residues <laughs> left over, Rubber, uh-huh. If you're not cleaning it out well. But yeah, that's a pain in the ass is to clean up with
4: that thing.
3: Uh, Drew P. Good morning.
8: Hey, what's up, Robert? How yeah. you doing
3: today?
8: Hey. I need to be this guy, Snitcher, but I've got to let you know you're totally wrong. They grow it in land. It's like a cucumber. It's not from the sea, Lufus A
4: loofah? So, yeah, it looks like a sea, sea animal, though.
8: No, but it's not. You said, it, yeah, it comes from the sea.
2: Well, like what is, I, I don't even know what is a loofah is. It's an actual...
3: It's, a cu- it's like a big cucumber, and then they, they dry it out, and then they cut it into slices.
2: And you use this to... Uh, why would anyone use that as opposed to the plastic kind of puff thing that I have?
3: Oh, I don't know. I don't have one, I, I, but I also wanted to mention, I have two separate
8: of those plastic poofs. One just for the genital area, and one for the rest of the body. Mm-hmm. And then you never cross-contaminate.
4: Well, so you're
2: washing the genital area, you're washing your anus and your penis with the same
0: loofah? Captivate pioneered the concept of bringing advanced, professional-grade dynamic content and ad management tools to the serious, independent creator when it released the original audio monetization and integration engine. Amy, for free, to all podcasters using Captivate to host, distribute, and measure their podcasts. Version 1 of Amy gave every podcaster, regardless of download figures or of audience size, the ability to introduce world-class, dynamic content management to their podcasts and to enhance their shows with content that remains engaging, fresh, and easy to manage. Today, independent podcasters across the world use Amy to directly sell their podcasts to sponsors, to partners, and to generate a diverse range of revenue through their own scalable business models. Building on top of Amy version 1, Captivate is today unveiling Amy 2.0, the first major upgrade to the dynamic content and ad engine that brings with it a range of unique developments, including dynamic content slot management, making it easy to manage content slots with multiple pieces of dynamic content within them. The ability to select up to 3 dynamic content pieces to insert into each dynamic slot. Available within pre-roll, within mid-roll, and within post-roll, but also available within the baked-in Ad Painter. Simple drag and drop functionality for quick manipulation of dynamic content placement, and dynamic content insertion has been made even easier by introducing the new Timestamp Placement Tool. You can now set up to three default pre- and post-roll content pieces, and we've introduced a brand new content and ad tagging system that makes it really simple to organise, replace and manage all of your dynamic audio content. Plus. We've worked hard on initial background integration with Global's digital ad exchange platform, also known as DAX, representing the first major step towards scalable, automated monetization of Captivate's hosted podcasts. Amy 2.0 continues to integrate directly with Captivate's dynamic show notes builder to bring automatically updating text to your written podcast content and to continually save busy, independent podcasters valuable time during their production workflow. Amy 2.0 is available right now to all Captivate podcasters for free.